Welcome back to the Book Dialogue. We are so glad that you have joined us today. This is Sarah. And this is Rebecca. I share Sarah's joy because I am going to tell you about a book today. And I am very excited to hear all about it. As it happens, Rebecca has provided this book to our mother, Frances, and she is raving about it and saying, Are you not reading it, Sarah? I am going to be rustling some papers here because I have the book right here, Sarah. <laughs> I might have to borrow it after we finish our conversation. I have it in my hand. I received it this week. And you are so right. Our mother, Frances, has raved about it because ever since this person joined me on the podcast Tea, Toast, and Trivia, Frances has been very excited about entering the world of poetic words. So that gives you an idea of what I'm going to talk about today. Wordcraft, Prose and Poetry, The Art of Crafting Syllabic Poetry by Colleen M. Cheesebro came onto my doorstep and flew into my house and said, you need to read me. And the reason why I am looking at this very carefully is because I want to start a poetic journey. You and I know that most people think that poets are special people, and they are, they are, but they also are for someone else. It's not for us because we're not special enough to be a poet. We're not special enough to write words of poetry. We can read words of poetry, but to write them, well, that is out of our reach. You know, that is absolutely so true. I work within an educational setting. And so often what I have found with the students, regardless of what grade they're in, they approach poetry with fear and trepidation because it is so difficult for them to understand. It's made more difficult for them to understand. They're not allowed to take pleasure in reading poetry and just feeling it. So I think we have set up ourselves to be people who don't feel that we can write poetry. It's true. We have been told, here are the great ones, the Robert Frost, the Lord Tennyson, T.S. Eliot. All of those people have given us wonderful poetry. We are excited to read it. But when it comes to writing it, oh, my goodness, this is not something that I even will want to touch. And I always think of poets with long beards or old sitting at a desk with a quill in hand and a candle. Now, I don't understand why I have that in my mind, but Colleen Cheesebro has encouraged me to start a poetic journey, which I am going to start. So I want to give you an introduction into Colleen's work. On the back of the book, it says, Are you ready to learn how to craft Japanese and American poetry? Consider this book the first step on your journey to learning the basics of writing syllabic poetry. Inside, you will discover many new forms, syllable combinations, and interpretations of different forms and structures of haiku, senru, haiga, tanka, rengo, solo renga, and it goes on because some of these I can't pronounce. So I will stop there. <laughs> she ends by saying, so what are you waiting for? 
Let's craft syllabic poetry together. Now, doesn't that sound exciting? We're in this together. Not to worry. I have all of the information in this book, and it's ready for you just to open. Do you hear those? Oh, I those pages. And it's the smell oh, of fresh ink. ink and paper. It's wonderful. She goes on to write, If you've ever forced yourself to write a bit of poetic prose, you know what I mean. The words simply won't flow. So how do we keep the well that holds our creativity replenished? How do we find poetic inspiration? Poetic inspiration is the ability to discover the magic in our lives and in the world around us. To me, this tells me that when you embark on a poetic journey, it's not only words, but it's your surroundings. It's the energy that comes and flows through the world. It's going into nature. It's understanding a deeper sense of what it means to be human, but also a deeper sense of what it means to share the world with other creatures. So I am excited about the book. It sounds actually as if what she's seeking to do is to allow us to be able to let our imaginations free to build creativity by observing what is around us and seeing it in a new way. You have just taken the words out of the page, and you haven't even looked at the page. Really excited. The moment you finish this book, I've got to read it. Oh, I'll buy you one. It's a birthday <laughs> present. Oh, thank you. <laughs> she writes, create a dream journal from all your dreams. Write a poem about those dreams. Ask what-if questions and write your answers in a journal. This is a handy way to compose longer-form poems. What are your interests? Write poems inspired by historical events, mythology, religion, political, or social issues, or any other subjects you find interesting. And it goes on. There's so many wonderful ideas in here. Chapter 11 speaks of ethery poetry, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, ethery poetry. Now, the ethery poetry was created by Ethery Taylor Armstrong, an American poet who lived between 1918 and 1994, born in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Armstrong is known for the form she created, the ethery, titled after her first name. Armstrong's classic ethery poem consists of 10 lines featuring a syllable count of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten syllables per line. It can also be reversed or inverted. The trick is to create a memorable message within the required syllabic format. Wow, that's a mathematical challenge. It is. It is a word puzzle. So I thought that I would read this poem for you because it spoke to me about our conversations. I'm going to give you two examples, one in the nine, one, two, three, four, five, and the other one in ten, nine, four, seven. Well, anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> Colleen's example of an ethery poem is called The Sisters of the Fae. We are a circle within a circle with no beginning never ending. 
connected by invisible threads of love which carry us when we're most defenseless and supports us when we're strong. Sisters, spinning our magic bright. And here's another one. Earth, air, fire, and water guard our spirits on this full moon night. Bind us with powerful love and healing light to lead us on the path to save magic. We have no beginning, no ending. We are a circle within a circle. Did you like that one about the sisters? I loved the poem about the sisters. I really did. As I move along, I am going to talk to you about a nonette. In music, a nonette is a composition performed by a group of nine musicians. The historical beginnings of the nonette poem are non-existent. Whoever created the form and made it popular has been lost to history. I believe this form probably developed after the popularity of the ten-line ethery, the tanka, and hanka in general. So you can see how this book builds up one form and then it goes to the next form. I just happen to be in the end of the book. You do this. You read the final chapter and then go back and read the rest of the book. It really gives me a sense of purpose. And my beginnings are at the end. It always comes back because then I feel the embodiment of the narrative, of the knowledge come through because I know where we're going. And sometimes it's a, always a good thing to know where we're going, Sarah. Well, I think that has more to do about a sense of control. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read Colleen's example of a nonnet, which is entitled Home. As the fringes of darkness descend, cicadas sing their summer songs, inviting all kith and kin, where hearts dwell together, wrapped tightly in love. Dear memories, bittersweet, send me home. Interesting, the power behind words and the selection of words. In just a few short words, she evoked such powerful memories of previous experiences that we've had. And in what other type of art form can something be so powerful in triggering our memories? It distills what is in our hearts. As we leave this conversation, which I know we will continue because you and I are interested in poetry. Our father was interested in poetry, and now Frances is going to compel us to read this because she says it's a fabulous book. <laughs> Colleen M. Cheesebro is a Michigan poet who loves crafting syllabic poetry, flash fiction, and creative fiction 
and nonfiction. Colleen sponsors a weekly poetry challenge called Tanka Tuesday on wordcraftpoetry.com, where participants learn how to write traditional and current forms of syllabic poetry. Learn more about Colleen and her books on ColleenCheesebro.com, Wordcraft Poetry, Amazon, and Goodreads. She's a lovely person, insightful. Colleen is a wonderful, energized encouragement to a community of poets. She has encouraged me on this journey, and now I'm going to encourage you to join me on a poetic journey that will nurture our soul. As we leave this conversation, I want to encourage us to join the many people who have embarked on a poetic journey. And now you can see from this book that it is possible that we can be poets. It's a way of putting together creativity in our minds and our hearts and bringing out words that might not have been there before. I know that you enjoy poetry. I enjoy poetry. So it seems to me that we have the book ready to help us embark on a poetic journey. Are you ready? Well, I wouldn't have been prior to this conversation, but I'm actually intrigued by the etherie and I've been thinking, 10, 9, I think I'm going to go home and give it a shot. Well, this is exciting. Maybe on an upcoming book dialogue at thebookdialogue.com or thebookdialogue.ca. We like to think we're everywhere. There may be embedded somewhere a little bit of Rebecca and my crafting of some poetry form. Syllabic poetry is for us, and it's for you too. So be gentle with us, because it will be our first foray in our poetic journey, and we're looking forward to sharing it with you. And we have Colleen. That's a good start. It always helps when you work alongside an expert. So until then, stay well. Keep reading. And we look forward to discussing our next exciting book adventure on the book dialogue.